You're listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing, the podcast about podcasting. On this show, we talk about how to turn your passion into a podcast that can earn money, fill up your sales funnel, and help you gain super duper confidence along the way. I'm your host, Emily Milling, podcaster, marketer, producer, and lover of all things podcasting. Welcome to another episode of Ultimate Podcast Marketing. I am your host. I'm your podcast producer. I am Emily Milling. And today I have with me the one, the only Jessica Alex of Jessica Alex Marketing. She's the founder. Did you know that? She is the founder of Jessica Alex Marketing, which is a boutique agency that is passionate about helping female entrepreneurs shine both on and offline. She helps her clients become clear on their brand message and creates marketing strategies to propel their businesses to the next level by using her expertise in branding, content marketing, and public relations. Jessica works with her clients so that they can build their own community, build trust with their audience, and look their very best. She is also the host of the Boss Up Your Brand podcast, which is a new podcast you can get everywhere you get your podcast. I'm so friggin' excited you're here, Jessica. Hi, how Thank are you? you? Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I, I really, really appreciate it that I'm able to be on your platform. I am just so thrilled that you reached out to me however long ago it was to to do one of your IG lives. That was super cool. And it feels like it was so long ago. So like we met on Instagram, which is kind of cool. Do you meet a lot of people on Instagram? I definitely do. I definitely, definitely do. And I think especially with the pandemic, I've met so many more people interesting enough because, you know, we're not really meeting in person or networking, but I've been able to make amazing connections through uh, social media over the past year. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, because you have such an amazing brand. The stuff that you put out, it's like eye candy. It's like the most beautiful photo shoots, the most beautiful graphics <laughs> that you put out. Like, it's so amazing. Honestly, you do such a great job and you manage all these really, really cool campaigns for your clients. And I have a question for you about your podcast because it's new. You are a new podcaster. So I would love for you to just give my listeners the dirt. What was it like to launch a podcast just a couple of weeks ago? In one one word, nerve wracking. <laughs> it definitely was nerve wracking. I think it was just the idea of putting yourself out there. Can I, I feel like for a lot of us, when we put ourselves out there, it's stepping out of your comfort zone. So there is a bit of that nervousness. Are people going to receive it? Are people going to enjoy it? That kind of thing. But it was also exciting to be able to have another platform where I can provide knowledge and give value. That, that part of it all was definitely exciting. I mean, I was personally very excited because we've been talking about your podcast launch basically since we met, I think, like for I don't know how many months now, but we've been talking about it off and on. And it was just so exciting to help you hit launch and go with that show. And now it's got weekly episodes coming out every week, all the time. So exciting. So what would you say gave you the final push over the finish line to get up, boss up your brand, to get up, boss up your brand, to get boss up your brand launched and into the world? world? I would say it was the fact, number one, that I put it out there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have goals or certain things that we want to achieve, but we keep it to ourselves. And I think by, for example, speaking with you about it and then telling other people that I know in my circle about it as well, held me accountable to actually get it going. And then as time passed, people were asking me like, Hey, when is it coming out? I'm like, okay, you know <laughs> what? Like you got to buckle down and, and get it done. So I would definitely say it was making those announcements to people in my circle that I have this podcast that I'm working on. I think that really helped with that little extra push to get it going. Yeah, definitely. The accountability 
friendships that you make on Instagram. They're so good. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm going to be a person of my word, I think is what you said. Like, I want to put it out there. I've told everyone I want it to be out in the world. But I, I have to say, I'm really glad that it's out there because I feel like it's really essential information that any podcaster can use, any marketer, any entrepreneur, any creative can use because personal branding, business branding, it's all so, so important. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But I have one more question about your podcast. Like now that you're in the groove, you've been recording and publishing weekly, what are some of the benefits that you've seen so far from having your show up there and live? Oddly enough, I actually got a notification today that I hit 100 downloads. So I was very excited. I got another milestone. Yes, definitely. I was really excited. But in terms of the benefits... I would definitely say it's building connections and it also adds a credibility to you as well. I find when you have something such as a podcast, there is a level of where you're an expert and then there's a level of where you're an authority. And I feel like right now I'm in a zone where I'm perceived as an expert and I am building my way to become an authority in my field. So by having something like a podcast is a great way to do that. So I feel like that I'm achieving that even though it's only been a couple of weeks. I feel like it's definitely heading in that direction. It absolutely is. I Yeah, I would definitely agree that you are, I would call you an authority for sure, because like I look to your content to see what else I should be doing. And I save all of your carousel posts, like all of the tips you put in there, all of the, like you break everything down into such easy, actionable steps that I'm like, oh, it makes sense to me now. Like I would definitely, definitely consider you an authority for branding and for bossing up your brand. I'm just going to plug that again, because why not? (laughs) And so uh, I wanted to have you on today because you're you have an episode about creating a niche and figuring out your audience niche and and all of that stuff. And when I was editing it, I was like, oh, you got to come on and you got to share this with the listeners, because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, my show's going to be for everybody and I can just put it out in the world and I'm targeting all the people. Anyone who has a phone wants to listen to my show, but that's not necessarily true. So I'm wondering if you can walk us through what an audience niche even means and how it can influence your content. Okay. So when you said this is for everyone, every time I hear that, I cringe. I was like, oh no, don't say it. (laughs) Um, But I feel like when it comes to the podcast and just even with your overall marketing, I feel like there's a lot of people who have that concept in their mind that this product is for everyone. And a lot of times they have that because they don't want to alienate anybody. If I exclude a certain group of people from purchasing my product or taking in my information, that I might be losing out on a sale or I might be losing out on listeners. So I get that idea and that thought process, but flip it around. Like don't think of it necessarily as you're alienating anyone or excluding anyone, but when you hone in on a specific target audience and a specific topic, then that goes towards, for example, for myself, where I'm saying that I'm trying to build myself as an, not just as an expert, as an, but as an authority, which thank you for your compliment earlier, by the way. <laughs> but when you're trying to build yourself as an expert and trying to build yourself as an authority, that means that you're trying to be the go-to person for a certain topic. If you are talking about 20 million different things, then you're not going to be able to stand out from the crowd or come across as the go-to person for a certain particular topic or a certain product, if you will. So it's really about narrowing things down so that you can build yourself up as a trusted resource. 
And once you're able to build yourself up as that trusted resource, then the people who are going to tune in regularly to listen to you, like, I want to listen to this person because I know that they know what the deal is with XYZ topic. So for example, I want to listen to Emily every week because she's going to give me amazing topics or have guests on her show that can help me with building my podcast. So when you have that, where you know that people are coming directly to you for something and on the flip side, they know that they can come to you as a trusted resource, they're going to be tuning in regularly. And then they're also going to spread the word for you, right? They're going to become your ambassadors. Listen, you need to listen to this person. You need to listen to this podcast because they give great tips on this particular topic, as opposed to if you're talking about everything, the likelihood that they're actually going to advocate for you, it's actually unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, it's something that you said really stood out to me, which was like, if you don't narrow your focus, you're going to blend into the crowd with everyone else. So if you exactly. say my stuff is for everybody, then you are just everybody. But we all know we're super cool individual human beings. And I love all of you listening. Just so you know, I think you're cool as an individual person, my dear friend listener. So listen to what Jessica's saying, because it's really, really important to narrow down your focus. So okay, let's do a real life example. Then when you were developing your concept for boss up your brand, what were some of the steps you took to figure out who your podcast was for? So for me, it was it was easy because I already have established what my niche is and who my target audience is. So this was more of like a compliment to what I've already built, for example, on Instagram. So if you're someone who's already established and you already have a field of expertise and you're, you have other content out there, let's say if you have a blog that talks about a specific topic or you have your Instagram page that discusses a particular topic, then you can just have your podcast complement that already. Now, in terms of someone who's starting from scratch, they they don't have really their brand built, but they want to do a podcast. When I think of trying to come up with, say, who your target audience is and what product or service or information is best for that target audience, I always think of like Seth Godin, right? And I'm not going to do his exact quote, but it's, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. <laughs> but essentially what you want to do is you want to find the right, product for your audience, not the other way around, right? So I think sometimes people, what they do is they come up with a concept or they come up with a product and then they try to find the audience for that product. But if you, it's actually a lot easier if you think of who you want to target. And once you know who that target is, okay, what is it that this audience needs? What is the void that I can fill for this audience? What is the problem that I can solve for this audience? If you do it that way, it's actually going to be a lot easier. <laughs> okay, question for you. When a client comes to you and they have an idea for a product or they have an idea for some sort of a brand they want to put together, but they're not really clear on the audience portion of it, what are some of the steps you walk them through to get a clear picture of who their audience is and what their niche should be? Most of my clients that I've dealt with, they actually have a target audience. They just don't know it. So sometimes they'll come and they'll say, my audience is everyone. Or they'll say something vague, like my audience are women. But what I like to do is ask questions. And I feel like when you ask the right questions, then that's when you get the right answers. Because of if for these clients, they already have, usually they already have an established brand. It's more so looking at, okay, 
what's the price point of your product or what's the service that you have? And okay, great. You know that that product is for women, but what are the demographics? Can we go a little bit deeper? Are these women, like, who is it that you are connecting with the most? Who is it that this is solving for the most? So for example, it could be a woman, but are they moms? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do they live in the suburbs? Are they city dwellers? Are they career women? What's their, their income level like? What are the problems that they're facing? So it's like getting into the head of the person that you're trying to reach out to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then even when you're, whether it's doing a podcast or you're writing a caption for your post on Instagram, it's like knowing who that person is or like, in other words, creating like a persona and you're talking to that person, that one person. I yeah. think that actually is more effective than when you're A, going back to the whole idea of talking to everyone because everybody has different needs. As you're saying, like we're all individuals, we have unique needs. So if you're like, my audience is everyone, then you can't really perfect your message. But if you have like this person, this ideal person who's your target audience member, and it's almost like when you're, when you're having these podcast episodes or you're posting, you're talking to this person. It's a more of a a warm connection. You're having an intimate conversation with this one person, as opposed to you're talking to everybody, a wide audience of people with 20 million different interests. I have 20 million different interests, but it doesn't really work when you're working on your content and trying to reach a specific group of people. So if you are planning out your content, let's say you're like planning out your content for the month or you're helping a client to do that. What are like some benchmarks maybe that you would try to hit to make sure that your content is the right fit for your audience niche? Like if I'm looking at podcast topics, for example, how do I know that those are the right fit for my audience? Okay. So if you have an established audience, like I'll take myself, for example, right? I, I have an established audience before I started my podcast. What I did was I actually recycled or repurposed some of my content when I was planning out my episode. So I would look at topics that I had discussed before that really hit home for people. Like they, they really enjoy that. Um, so I would either repurpose or recycle that. Or there are some topics where it's more of like, okay, how can I expand on this? Because when you're doing, even though I have, I do a lot of carousels and and sometimes have like long form captions, we're dealing with a platform where people have like little time, right? Even if they're on there for a long time, like they're on Instagram for a long time, they're probably on there doing millions of things. They're scrolling through, they're liking and commenting on a bunch of different posts, or maybe they're watching a live. Like you got to give them the information quick and easy. When you're doing something like a podcast, you have the opportunity to expand the discussion even further, right? Without it feeling like, okay, I'm going to lose their attention in a minute. So you have that that opportunity to use the platform to expand on topics that you've already discussed, but maybe based off of the platform you're using, you just didn't have enough wiggle room or enough time to actually Mm -hmm. go deep into it. So that's one way that you can figure out the topics is by looking at the existing content that you've already produced. Because then that's a benchmark for, okay, this 
really jived well with my audience. Yeah. And I mean, if you have new ideas, you you could just test them out on social media before actually doing a full episode. Because I know a lot of my listeners too, they'll go out and do a lot of research on a topic before they hit record on something. But if it doesn't actually make sense for the audience, then what was the point in doing the episode? And that you might see lower download numbers and you might see things not going in the direction you want them to go. So I love this idea of testing out different content ideas, like just in short posts, even on Instagram or wherever you have your your social media or your emails, whatever it is, testing it all out first and then going in and creating, going deeper in a full episode on your podcast. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. And interesting because you said about testing, right? And I, I speak about this a lot, just because I try to remind people that marketing is about experimentation. Mm-hmm. So there's never going to be like one magic way to do something. Even the people that have a lot of followers and they've tried certain things, it may, if you can try it, those same techniques, but it may not have the exact same results for you. That's why you have to really know who your audience is and cater things to them because what works for one audience might not work for the other. And that also comes in with experimentation. Sometimes you're going to post things and it may not land well, but then it's, it's not a, it's a, not a losing moment. It's a learning moment, right? Okay. So what is it that I can do different? Is the content the right content, but the way that I delivered it was wrong. Maybe it was just Sometimes it's the time that you're posting, not just in terms of time of the day, but maybe you're not taking into consideration what's going on like in this in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's you you have a, a post that you planned, I'm gonna post it today, but then something, a world event happens and it takes away from that post. But you went ahead and you posted it anyways. People's attention aren't gonna be on your post, it's gonna be on what's going on in the world, right? So there's there's always a bunch of factors. And there's never anything wrong with experimenting and like taking a chance. That's how you really are going to learn at the end of the day. I I really love that you articulated all of those elements so, so well. It is an experiment. That's all marketing is. It's just like, okay, here's... A of my A-B test. I'm going to see if this works. And then I'm like, I'm going to try out B and I'm going to see which one works better. And then I'm going to take whatever won that contest of the A-B test. And that's going to be in position A. And I'm going to try a new B test and see what else is resonating or not resonating with my audience. And the more that you are able to test these things and like really treat it as an experiment, I think the easier it's going to be to create content that actually connects with your audience and makes a difference for them. If you're not having fun, reevaluate what you're doing. The more fun you have, the more you enjoy what you do, the more you're talking about something that you're passionate about, people are going to feel that. So they're going to feel it through your posts. They're going to feel it through your podcast. I think for me, what why I'm able to build relationships with people online is because they can tell that I really am passionate about what I do. And not just in saying it, but I think the energy that I put into what I'm doing, they're like, okay, this person takes what she's doing very seriously. Taking it seriously doesn't mean it's not fun, right? But I really care about what I'm doing. I really put a lot of care into each post that I put together. I care about each podcast episode that I'm putting together. So I think that when you show that you're passionate and that you're just loving what you're doing, that's going to go a long way as well. So I definitely wanted to just put that in there as well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it shows your audience that you value them 
right? You are creating for them. And I think a lot of podcasters will chase like new listeners and new numbers and all of that stuff. But what about the people who are already listening to your show who came and stuck around for the content that you started out with and they really love it and they want that to continue, you know, making sure that you are really valuing those those listeners that you already have and then building upon that and and exactly how you put it, just like have fun with it. Don't make it a chore. The more things are a chore, the less we want to do them, the more we're like, this is stupid. I'm never going to do it again. Another thing that you can do in terms of like, say, if you're if you don't know or you're not sure what topic to discuss for your audience, and this kind of goes back to the earlier question that you had, you can ask, right? Sometimes all you got to do is just ask and then you'll, you shall receive. <laughs> you know, if you have ideas of things that you want to put out there, you can also, you know, put up polls, you can ask questions. If you have a group of like loyal people that you've connected with through social media, for example, right? Like ask them, like, what are your thoughts on, on what I'm doing? Or, you know, what feedback do you have? You'd be surprised. Like people will give you that feedback. So sometimes you just got to ask again, like, what do you guys want to see? I'm thinking about talking about this. Would you guys want to, would you guys want me to do a podcast on this, on this topic? That kind of thing, right? Uh, I think that's another way that you can involve your audience and then also get a pulse on what it is that they really want. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, listeners, what do you want to hear on Ultimate Podcast Marketing? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send me a message on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative, not dot com, just that. That's the end of my handle. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. I have one more question for you. What would you say is the most important thing about having a clear picture of your niche? Like if you had to pick one thing, why is this so, so important? Oh, okay. Picking one reason. I mean, there's so many. Okay. I bet you, I bet you I'm going to sneak in more than one, but we'll try. So again, when you have a a niche, you narrow it down, you're able to stand out as an authority in whatever field that you're um, in. So that is the main thing. And then me sneaking it in is that you're also (laughs) able to have a dedicated audience. Your content is tailored towards a specific audience. They know to come to you for that content. They trust you. They trust you as a source for XYZ content or, or topic, they will go out and share your, your podcast, whether it's directly with their friends or their colleagues, but they might also share it on their social media for you. There's just so many, so many benefits when you're able to have that niche and able to build that audience, that community that looks forward to your content because they know what to expect. It might be a different topic each week, but it's grounded in the same field of expertise. So they know, okay, I'm going to get some amazing advice this week about XYZ field. So I think that's uh, very, very important for creating a niche and sticking to it when it comes to your podcast and just your overall, your overall marketing, your overall branding. It's important to have that narrowed down. And there are so many examples of, of companies that, are super successful because they have a dedicated targeted audience and they have a niche. Like they are known for a specific product or service. It goes, goes a long way in doing that. That wasn't the most sneaky way of sneaking something in, but I like that you snuck it in because it was <laughs> full of a lot of very valuable information. I think you, everything that you say is like gold. So everyone just listen to what Jessica has to say. Okay. Gosh, she's very friggin' smart about this stuff. Okay. <laughs> where can my listeners find you if they want to learn more about 
bossing up their brands and audience niches and all of this amazing stuff that you know about because you're an authority. You're the expert authority. I appreciate that. You know, honestly, when you said that earlier, I was like, oh, heart is melting. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, honestly, for having me on your podcast, on your platform. Thank you for helping me get my podcast up because if you are my producer, yay. yay. So thank you so much for, you know, kicking me in the butt and getting me going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so in terms of keeping in touch with me, you can reach out through Instagram at boss up your brand podcast. And that page is dedicated strictly for my all things, my podcast. And if you wanted to look for more information on marketing and bossing up your brand, you can go to my OG page, which <laughs> is at Jessica Alex marketing and reach out. You can send me a message DMS. I'm great with answering messages. And uh, you can also email podcast at Jessica Alex Awesome. Awesome. And so if someone wants to start working with you, how, what are some of the ways that you work with your clients so that everyone knows how they can work with you? So what I usually do is a consultation first, just to make sure that we're the right fit for each other. And even if we're not, I still try to pack value. Like that's one of my keywords, value, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So what can I provide you in the consultation that will help you see things differently or, or unblock whatever it is that's um, preventing you from bossing up your brand. Awesome. You're so great. You're so awesome. Yeah. I just want everyone to know that. Thank you again so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time and I love your podcast and I love everything you put out there. Everyone, don't forget, go check out Jessica Alex Marketing and Boss Up Your Brand podcast. All of these things will be linked in the show notes as per usual. And I will see you next time. I won't see you at all. You'll hear me next time on Ultimate <laughs> Podcast Marketing. I've never used a catchphrase. I don't know where that came from, but whatever. That's how I'm ending this episode. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, Emily. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ultimate Podcast Marketing. If you enjoyed the show and found some value in it, it would mean so much to me if you left a written review and star rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people like you find this show. And if you're looking for a podcast production team, look no further, darlings. We've got you covered. Head on over to theultimatecreative.com slash podcasting. You can also find us over on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative.